Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, and one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and I got my co-host with me today. Hey, hey, it's Mr. Enrique. Enrique. <laughs> Mr. Enrique is in the house today for Black and Brown Bitcoin Monday, that's right? That's right. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're doing. So um, we are on a mission in life to lead our people out of financial slavery because y'all know they they got it in <laughs> they got it in for all of us we just got to make sure that we get out on and on the other side and so we got a lot to talk about today i can't stop smiling because every time i hear that song i just want to let it play the whole song in its entirety but i know this is talk radio and not music but <laughs> um but anyway it is a fabulous today 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 is monday August the 22nd and uh, we have some great news to share with you we have some interesting news we have some things that make you say hmm because you know we've always been up front about uh, sharing with our community when we feel as though something is an injustice or something is not correct and Enrique is going to bring some heat today and he's got a platform or a group of things that we need to add to our we not patronizing you because you are doing (laughs) something incorrect as it relates to our community and so we're going to learn about that today Um, I don't even know it's just so much great stuff going on in our space today uh, in the cryptocurrency space just looking around at all the different events that are going on uh, I was on the phone this morning with some folks from Memphis Tennessee and they are wanting to go ahead and get a crypto blockchain plug put in Memphis Tennessee we got a couple of uh, uh commissioners and some council people that want to see it happen and I'm just really excited because that means mass adoption is on its way we all know that in order for a world to utilize something that's as global as bitcoin you've got to have mass adoption so that means you need the regular everyday people using it you need businesses using it you need municipalities using it and now that the municipalities are starting to wake up and understand that something different is happening and we need to get ahead of this, I think is a great thing. And so this is just one of our very first, along with the fact that, um, you know, I am going to use Memphis, Tennessee, in my opinion, as a cookie cutter model uh, to try to get other municipalities to really understand that their constituents deserve education. Not necessarily get rich quick or get involved in Bitcoin, but how about just the education? And I think that's what Memphis, um, their 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 political scene is starting to understand that they need to educate regardless to whether they feel like people have money to to get involved or not. Because what they're finding is that their constituents are investing improperly. And losing money and Mm. then thinking that the space is a bad thing when it's not actually a bad thing. So we're going to be talking to um, let me just let me let me share about, you know, just just some of the things. So, of course, all the council persons 
and the commissioners, they all need this cryptocurrency education because they're still like, what is it? How does it work? So we're going to start with them first. Once we get done with them, then we're going to be doing dealing with the mayor. So then the mayor will start to understand. And then they're going to start doing their different districts. So we're going to break it up into, of course, the districts that they already have. But we're going to break those districts up into smaller bite-sized pieces so we can just educate everybody in and around Memphis. And Memphis has some rich, rich history and some things that have happened there, um, including, of course, the Lorraine Hotel where Martin Luther King was assassinated and just so many things. So they not only have an opportunity to uh, what we call orange peel, and then we, we talked about what orange peel is. They not only have the opportunity to orange peel their community, but orange peel those people that come from outside into Memphis because they can start accepting payments in Bitcoin at the Lorraine Motel, at some of these other places. Um, You know, they got a church where the last speech that Martin Luther King did was actually in Memphis. Wow. Um, So they got a lot of historical stuff happening there. And I think this will just catapult their city into uh, bigger and better uh, opportunities, I'll put it that way. And so um, so we've got a lot to talk about, y'all. And so I really want to just make sure um, that everyone is ready with your pen and papers. Uh, if you have some questions that you would like to ask, maybe we didn't get a chance to ask them last week, you are more than welcome to call 800-920-1580. Again, 800 800- 920-1580. You can reach out to me and Enrique. We will be taking calls at the end of this or during the middle, just depending on what it is, you know, you want to share and talk about. But we're here for that. And then when we come forward after we um, get finished taking care of some business with the station, <laughs> we're going to make sure you get your cryptocurrency quote, your update. And then Enrique is going to jump in with some stuff that made me raise my eyebrows this morning because I did not know what he's about to bring. He's got some heat. So we're going to be talking about that when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen. This is the head of the crypto curve with Naja and Enrique today. And this is the fabulous KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Drop it! When you tune in to KBLA Talk 1580, we want you to know what you're downloading. Now you listen to me, and you listen to me closely. In a recent African-American media issue survey conducted by the Public Opinion Research and Public Policy Consulting Firm, Eviterus, KBLA Talk 1580 was found to be the most trusted, credible, and reliable source on the airways for Black Los Angeles and beyond. And beyond. Check it out. We take our role seriously as your trusted messenger. At KBLA Talk 1580, it's about truth, not racism. 
ratings. And when you hear us say, when we come, when forward, we come forward, we mean it. We mean it. That's the bottom line. We're not going back. Not to the back of the bus. Not to back alleys. Not back in the closet. And definitely not back to the good old days. Might as well forget it. No way. We're unapologetically progressive. Progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. So we had a Bitcoin holiday yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, and that Bitcoin holiday was called Bitcoin Infinity Day. So I like to do little things like this so you all can just be aware of some of the symbolic things that you'll see and you won't quite understand. So Facebook just changed their names to Meta, right? And so Meta is Kind of the symbol of four infinity looks like an eight, ladies and gentlemen. So it lays down sideways and it means infinity. But if you put it up straight, it looks like an eight. So you kind of understand what I'm talking about. And so Bitcoin Infinity Day just happened to be yesterday because the eighth month is an eight. So infinity, the eight laid to the side would be the infinity. And then 21, which was yesterday, there only be 21 million Bitcoin mm. ever. So they call it Bitcoin Infinity Day. So 821. So they lay the 8 sideways and the 21. Well, this group decided that they were going to take advantage of this 821. And they make these beautiful uh, Bitcoin keys. And it's it's not really a Bitcoin key. Um, but, of course, it it's like a, a fake key. And it's made up. It's almost like a plaque type thing. And they took it upon themselves to make them and send them out and sell them. And they're like really gorgeous. I plan on ordering one now that I saw this Bitcoin Infinity key, right? And so that's what they're calling Bitcoin Infinity Day. The eight because infinity can be, mm. you know, eight is laid to the side. It looks infinity and then 21. So anyway, so no big deal on that holiday. But they created a Bitcoin holiday called Infinity Bitcoin. So that's what we did yesterday. We learned something because I was like, what is this? And why do they have this? I thought like maybe the private keys were hidden inside of this plaque or something. But that wouldn't make sense because if somebody mm. broke in it's your exposed. house and took your Bitcoin <laughs> uh, key, then they would have your Bitcoin keys because mm. it was in there. So it wasn't just it was just like some wall art, but it's really awesome wall art. So I'm planning on uh, doing that. So uh, mm. in our market update, and I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and let's talk about what you have, what you found out. Yeah. Today so researching. Um, you know, I was doing some research on some NFTs, right? So the most popular NFTs right now are called Board Ape, right? So dozens of these Board Ape Yacht Club non-fungible tokens. Okay, let's spell that because yeah, yeah, we want because yeah. everybody mm -hmm. is like, what does he say? What is a non-fungible token, right? right? So it's a record on a blockchain which is associated with a particular digital asset or physical asset, right? Right. So the ownership of NFT is recorded on the blockchain and can be transferred from owner to owner, right? Peer to peer allowing NFTs to be sold and traded. So think of it like a digital baseball card on the blockchain. Okay. You know, it really is. So collectibles, and I say it all the time, mm -hmm. people have been collecting things for history. Yes. Since history began. So they've been collecting things. So these new NFTs called Bored Apes, mm -hmm. A-P-E-S. So everybody knows uh, we are saying Bored Ape. Correct. Yes. Okay. So tell us about these Bored so Apes. The issue is that, uh, ben Dow, they allow NFT holders to take a loan out on Ether slash Ethereum, right? At 30 to 40% of the NFT collection's floor price. What's the floor price? The minimum price to purchase one on the open market, like a trading platform like OpenSea. Okay, so let's pause right there. Mm -hmm. So I buy this digital asset 
called Board Apes, and it's a picture of an ape. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me the floor price is what, approximately? So if the floor price is, let's say, you know, 100000 just to keep it okay, simple, Okay, so right? 100000 well, I can go to this company called? Uh, ben Dow. B-E-N-D-D-A-O. Okay, so I can go to Ben Dow, and I can take a loan against that Board Ape. Mm-hmm. For and tell tell us the rest. Thirty to forty percent, right? So, uh, which is the value of the cheapest NFT of that collection? Okay. That's the floor price. So now, we we saw a drop, right? That's pushing past the floor price. So people either have to pay back the loan with interest to remove the NFT from the loan site, or they'll have their NFTs liquidated, basically auctioned off. Okay. So if I had gotten a loan for 30000 based on my $100,000 board ape, mm-hmm. my piece of art, my digital mm-hmm. art, then now because the price has dropped, I have to pay back that 30000 or I lose that $100,000 collateral, which was that digital picture of board ape. Correct. Okay. So if it gets down to that 30 40% that you took out, they're taking it. That's basically what it comes down okay. to. Okay, okay. And that's what happens when you take a loan against anything pretty much. Yeah. But when it's in the volatile market, such as an NFT, where the price fluctuates, you have to be very careful when you do those types of loans. Now, I want to put this in context, right? Because we're talking about big money here. The most expensive Board Ape NFT sale ever was 852 ETH, right? Which is $3.4 million. <sighs> That's just for a little digital baseball card we're talking about with a board ape, with an ape on it. Wow. So, you know, that's not a small amount of money. Not at all. <laughs> so now, despite the drop, Board Ape is still maintains its position as the largest NFT project with a market cap of $1.7 Many investors are jumping in on this fire sale. And to be honest, uh, I don't feel sorry for the owners. And let me explain why. Why? As a side note, um, there, there's a parody NFT collection uh, that was made about Board Ape, right? Now, this company, Yuga, claims that uh, Yuga is actually the owner of, um, of Board Ape, basically. They're a subsidiary, you know, of them. They claim that Rips tried to make a copycat version of Board Ape, right? So they're suing each other. Now, in that lawsuit, it's being revealed that there are some... Now, I'm not going to say the word on the radio, but it starts with an N and it has a Z in it, right? So there are some um, basically... The argument... Racial epithets. Rash, racial epithets, yeah. <laughs> so as part of the lawsuit, one litigant is claiming that some of the Board 8 NFT wa- uh, artwork has connotations to what I just was talking about. Hmm. Now, <laughs> I got to be honest. I- I've seen the pictures. And um, to be honest with you, there are less similarities there. As a matter of fact, the logo does lend back to one of the uh, symbols that was on the hat during that time in the 30s and 40s when they were killing... Um, Jews, right? Jews and African Americans. Yep. And so it, it doesn't look like a swastika, but it looks like a, um, what's the symbol? Is it a confederate? It's a death head. That's what they called it at the time. The SS death head. And it, they, they're basically, they basically copied it. Now, on top of that, uh, they got a lot of Asian, anti-Asian tropes. And I'm going to, uh, one of the founders of Board Ape, his handle on, uh, his handle on the internet is Gargamel, which is, which is derogatory in 4chan circles. It's a, bit of, it's a way of, of, of calling out the big nose, right? That, that's anti-Semitic that's being used sometimes. Mm. And he's using that outright. And there are rumors that although it's been taken down, 
he's said some stuff in the past that we can honestly say, you know, it's not for us. Right. You know, so so to, to kind of to kind of finish that off, you know, I don't feel sorry for them, you know, and if and if that's the kind of uh, things you want to put out in the world, then this is what happens to you. This you get is what sued happens. And, you know, you lose value. Right. And so I got a little bit of lashing out at um, I'm going to say in, in, a, in a certain circle in the cryptocurrency space, because I felt like these new board apes mm-hmm. uh, without knowing any of this that you told me, because I didn't even do any research any further because I was done with the board apes mm-hmm. a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I really felt like it was the old good old boys club. Right. But it's now the young white boy club. That's what I felt like. And so I said, case in point, you buy a board ape. You can only get into these parties if you have a board ape. You can only go to their clubs if you have a board ape. You can mm-hmm. only go to these specific dinners if you have a board ape. And I'm thinking, what is it that would make me go spend a million dollars, a million dollars or 500,000 because there were some selling for that or 300,000 mm-hmm. to get into the club with you? Like, I'm confused as to why. But I was invited to speak at one of these events in West L.A. And so I went. I was the only African-American, Hispanic, Chinese. There was was nobody that had any pigmentation in in that conference. And so I got there and I said, all of these people have board apes? And they're like, yeah, they all have board apes. That's how you get into this club. And so I said, you know what? This is nothing more. Mm-hmm. Than a younger version of the good old boys club, mm-hmm. but in the cryptocurrency space. And and I didn't go any further with any of this research that you've done. But what you've shown me right here that are on these apes hats. Mm-hmm. First of all, when I see an ape, I always, always think a about. There's always connotation there, right? Like, yeah. Come on, let's I, be honest. Yeah. You know? I, I'm, to be quite honest. Yeah. Because you're making light of an animal being mm-hmm. a person that has a shirt, a hat, glasses, mm-hmm. a personality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they've said forever. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up in I, I grew up in L.A., yeah. but I went to school in the San Fernando Valley. So I've been called plenty of monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, to yeah, see a board right. ape, that, that yeah. was something. And, but I just had to know for myself, is this really what I'm feeling and seeing? And so I really felt that when I went there that day to speak. And they had me speaking about uh, what works needed to be done in the inner city. And I'm like, why am I having this conversation when there's nobody here that will do anything except think, feel like they're giving me some money out of pity mm-hmm. to help my community. And that's, and that's not, not, what, not what I need. No. And that's not what I want. And mm-hmm. so I didn't even go that route. I just, you know, went on talking about just, you know, uh, I don't know. I think I went into um blockchain or something just just to really because a lot of people that are even in nfts even still now they have no idea what blockchain is what cryptocurrency is they just know they got an nft and they got they paid a lot of money and so i just went that route because i didn't feel the crowd but now you showing me this i probably wouldn't even show it up because mm-hmm. i'm looking at those you can't deny it. You, it, you look it, at these pictures, please. You know, everybody, go ahead and just Google the lawsuit, right? Just Google Board Ape and the lawsuit, and and the pictures will pop up. And formulate your own opinions. Don't 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 take us for yeah. sure. You'll see. Y- yeah, because the pictures are quite quite similar. Mm-hmm. So Board Ape, B O A R D Ape A P E. So mm-hmm. just in case you all want to take a look at that, and so yeah, we've got to be very careful in this space uh, not to repeat history, mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm adamant about calling out companies and saying, hey, if we have anything to do with it, we're not going to 
patronize you. Exactly. Because if you don't want to, first of all, you don't want our business. So we're not going to give you our business. You don't want us to work with you. We're not going to work with you. We're going to do our own thing. And so, but people have to call these companies out and make sure that people know mm-hmm. because people just absolutely look at you like a deer in headlight when you say, well, did you know XYZ happened at this company? They're mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. We need to put this stuff out more uh, so that our community does not continue to support people that don't support us, period. We've done it too much we bought bmws we have more bmws per capita than any other nationality in this united states and bmw has never that i can remember sponsored anything huge or big in any community or apologize for the fact that they helped in the 1930s and 40s that certain party that i was just talking about build all their automobiles for the war and donated to it. Exactly. Bavarian Motor Works did that. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. But our community has very short attention span, very short memory when it comes to those sorts of things. And again, all that comes, I mean, no matter how you cut it up, mm. it all comes back to light eventually. But it all con- is contingent upon funding money. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they made a massive amount of money, BMW did, mm-hmm. by funding, by, by providing those war vehicles. Yes. And, and we paid for it. Like, we paid for them. In, light, in blood and treasure. In blood and treasure. And now we're paying them because we have more BMWs per capita than anybody. I don't want to see a BMW. <laughs> so, like, they haven't sponsored or won't, won't. I don't even think they have, but I don't even think they will mm-hmm. unless we can get them to sponsor KBLA. But I'm going to get off of that because <laughs> they might have to. KBLA might have to call them in on that. But, um, but anyway, so, yeah, we want to be very careful about who we support in this space. And there's plenty of NFT projects that we can get involved in mm-hmm. that help the black and brown community yes. period there's tons of them uh just a couple of weeks ago i met so many people with nft projects and i actually kind of almost feel sorry for them because they're wondering why they can't get the money that these board apes are getting right yeah how come and it's because there's a lot of different factors uh when you're looking at how these people are able to afford these types of pieces of art and being millennial gen x gen z and those sorts of things because they're working at these companies in the cryptocurrency space some of which don't allow they don't hire us for one period they yeah. don't allow us but then the ones that they do hire they are giving them massive amounts of money a hundred and fifty thousand three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year you can afford to go spend twenty thirty forty thousand dollars mm-hmm. on something to get you in the club yeah uh, because that's how it works but in there and again you're right they don't hire us for those but and we want to make light of those companies as well and we're not gonna you know again this is not about oh sponsor me. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to tell it like it is because I don't need your sponsorship dollars if my community at the end of the day hurts because that's what hurts us exactly. is when our individuals in, in any space, but particularly in the cryptocurrency space, take, I'll call it hush money. <laughs> <laughs> just hush, yeah. hush, yeah. yeah, hush, get out of here. Uh, but we're not going to do that. We're going to make sure that our community has all the right information. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
when we come forward after news and traffic and sports. Now, I'm loving our sports. Uh, we're going to share with you what is going on in the crypto space as it relates to a couple of news articles that we have been uh, watching very closely. When we come forward, this is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where we turn red lights to green lights and keep it moving. Yeah. We want to talk about the ballot or the bullet. Well, curiosity is more important than intelligence, but we've got both. We've got both. Now celebrating one year being your trusted truth teller. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, and here we are moving forward with the head of the crypto curve. And so there's a couple of things that we're going to do really quickly. So my cryptocurrency quote for the day comes from Bill Gates, of all people. Hmm. But Bill Gates says, Bitcoin is a technological tour de force. Uh, and I agree with him. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. That's about all I agree with him <laughs> on at this point. But we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, you you got to know he did he did a quote. So I'm, I'm going to give him his props. So um, Bitcoin, what are we doing over the last 24 hours? Man, I am loving this tightness and crypto winter. And I'm going to continue to tell you I love a crypto winter. Uh, not necessarily for my finances, but for the ability to for everything to slow down so that we can kind of get some some foundational things built. So when it comes back as strong as ever, we're going to be good, folks. And I'm so excited about that. But the 24 hour high for Bitcoin, Bitcoin has gone as high as twenty one thousand eight hundred and as low as twenty one thousand one hundred. That means tight in seven hundred dollars. Has been trading for 24 hours. Just and we tightly. want that stability. We want that stability. So. We, we love it. So and and I really do want it to go just a tad bit lower. <laughs> just I'm a, a tad bit more. lower. Just a little bit. <laughs> just just for a little while. But anyway, so that's happening. So Bitcoin is down um, 0.15 percent in the past 24 hours, and it's up one percent in the past seven days. So. What are we talking about with the news on these crypto streets? So, you know, you can always go to my website and take a look at crypto news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that's CryptoStreetsNews.io. CryptoStreetsNews.io. But anyway, one of the articles, or there's a couple of articles I pulled out of here because you all need to know the crypto winner affects everybody, including scammers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy to read about this one and happy to report because people that were scamming in all spaces are making tons of money right now because everybody's so desperate to try to flip a couple bucks and make some take give somebody a hundred dollars and it turns into a million like they're believing yeah. everything. And it really has not not all to do with crypto because they do it with money, too. It's never Send happened me that your way. money and 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 I can do something. And it's never happened. So I don't know why people keep trying it, but they do. But scammers in the cryptocurrency space lost 65% in profits. And I'm happy about that because they deserve to lose it because they have been 
taking advantage of poor individuals that don't know about cryptocurrency. So scammers are feeling the effects of our crypto winter with earnings down 2.6% in July compared to the same month the year before. It was reported by Chain Analysis. Now, Chain Analysis is a company that actually looks at blockchain transactions and see who's, where's, what, uh, where the money went, how, who's holding on to what, who's moving, who split it up into 20 payments like Chain Analysis is able to do that. And so what they did was they took a look at cryptocurrency schemes and uh, the yield of crypto schemes was 65% lower than it would have been in July of 2021. That's again because we're in a crypto winter. So a total of $1.6 billion was exchanged. The volume of illegal dealings also fell by 15% from previous year. And that's because people are being brought to justice. Yep. Because... You can trace everything to the, on the blockchain. And eventually, you're going to make some little mistake, some IP address mistake, mm-hmm. some identification mistake, and they are going to snab your backside. So you just got to know. But I'm glad that it's down, and I'm glad people are learning that, you know, uh, this there is a way to get uh, tracked. So uh, the analysis of chain analysis said the decline is due to the fall of cryptocurrency prices. Number one, as the value of Bitcoin dropped uh, in January 2022, hackers profits fell just as quickly. Cyber crimes research led at ch- chain analysis. Uh, Eric Jardine, and you'll hear me talk about Eric Jardine some other times because um, that's kind of our contact there. Uh, in chain analysis, but Eric Jardine claims the total number of individual transfers to fraudsters will be at its lowest level in four years in 2022. And everyone says that it's only used for one thing, right? And here it is. We're showing you that it's being used for legitimate purposes. Yes, legitimate purposes and those with ill intentions mm-hmm. are getting closed and shut down. So with that, uh, also, according to Jardine, it could mean that the cryptocurrency winter has scared away naive users who are easy prey for crypto scammers. I think that's the part, too. But I think mostly because of the fact that, you know, the they're they're learning that they can get caught and they are getting caught. So um, there's just a lot of things going on with that. And, and we're. Um, we're making sure, again, that we are really educating our community on what they need to know to keep themselves safe from scammers. In fact, we just decided to come and do 10 reasons or 10 ways mm. to be safe from scammers. And it's a free ebook that we're going to be giving out to the community. Because cool. there are some things that you have got to know that you're never, ever allowing anybody to take control of your computer. You know, like when you, um, there are certain platforms that do it, like the banks used to do it back in the day. But allowing people to take control of your computer, like when they're in, oh yeah, like troubleshoot. You can download a program, they right. troubleshoot your computer, and then they got full access. Don't do right. that. Right, don't do that. That's one of the biggest things that I've seen, not just in the crypto space, but in the banking space. People thinking it's their bank needing to take over and go and look in their account. And then while they're looking at something else, they're actually... Uh, changing in the back office, wiring money out and moving stuff around. And so, you know, we've got a, a something to help you with scammers because the scammers are getting real savvy these days. And so you don't want to fall victim to that. Um, and I mean, it's honestly, it's it's a lot, y'all. And I know it's a lot. 
because we're dealing with a lot, you know, just even today, calling the banks ourselves, Mm -hmm. this particular bank that we're dealing with, and them having their employee call us back on another line while we're still on the line with the bank. It was the weirdest Uh. interaction, (laughs) but it wound up being, this one wound up being correct. But I'm like, how are we as consumers supposed to know what to do and what not to do if you got all these different protocols for the different things that need to happen? So let me just give you the story. We were wiring out funds because we have to wire to our miners so that they can send us Bitcoin for our exchange. So we sent the wire. The wire went out. The bank sent us a thing that says, you're locked out of your account. You, the wire didn't go through. You have to verify yourself. So instead of us clicking or calling the number on the screen, we got off. We turned over our ATM card. We called the bank ourselves. So the bank is on. We're telling the bank we just tried to log in, and it's telling us we can't get in because we have to verify ourselves. So long story short, he goes through all the processes of doing the verification, but then he says the next step, stage of verification is that we call you on the phone, on another line, and then do a verification. Okay. So it kind of feels like they're moving goalposts a little bit. Yeah, they're moving goalposts. So they called us. They On the same phone my husband was talking to him mm. on, they called us on another line. He answered it, and I even said to him, well, should you disconnect the first line since they're on the second line? Yeah. And then, but he never got a chance to ask because the guy's asking him questions. And ladies and gentlemen, I got to get everybody to really, really know, no matter if you don't trust, do not give up your information. So they're asking him, which house have you been associated with in the last 10 years in this city? Is it this street, this street, this street? So you got your four choices. When you do a credit check, that's the information you give out. Right. So this stuff is just getting really funky because it's intertwining. Yeah. And even though this is the bank asking in order to verify, but now you have that information. So if you ever have my social mm-hmm. or anything else and you were asked these specific questions of me, you would now be able to answer them because I'm giving them to you. It's like mm-hmm. hard to even know or vet who's who and what's what. I mean, it's just. It's Somebody getting, can impersonate you and buy a house or a car and take off with it. That's they, literally they what they can literally do. They literally could. And, and so it's getting really really scary y'all so you know we've got to we've got to get tighter we've got to get smarter and I, I know that this didn't have to do with crypto directly but this just happened to us today and i'm listening to these questions and i'm like man do we answer this yeah. but then they had the two questions and then once he validated my husband with the questions that he answered asked and answered mm. then he goes back to the original line uh. and i'm thinking but we didn't do anything other than the fact that he had to send this wire out. But I'm just, I'm like, gosh, this just does not feel right. And we shouldn't have to be going through all this stuff, giving up all of our personal information to do business. But it's going to continue, not just for us as business owners, but regular consumers. We're going to have to deal with this stuff. And yeah. This is really getting weird. So anyway, with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we have one more article to talk about. And then we'll get into some of the things that we need to be doing in the space. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts and Enrique today. Uh, and go ahead. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. 
you're in. Cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and... Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. And where we are as we're moving forward is one of the biggest news articles that we found today is that there is a rise in individuals that are trying to get into the cryptocurrency space. So what do I mean by that? So basically what we found, and we've been doing a lot of research to make sure that you all are getting the right information. So over 75% of the financial institutions are ready to use cryptocurrency. Wow. Wow. The ones that won't give us accounts because we do cryptocurrency exactly wow so we were just talking on the on, on our little break about um how much turmoil we've had to deal with with the banks and enrique saying hey i'm not even moving a much money and i gotta deal with this stuff but in light of this ladies and gentlemen three out of four international financial institutions plan to use crypto assets within the next three years according to the study provided a suitable regulatory framework framework will be established this is good 76 percent of these financial it so they just they just the bottom line is they're not gonna get left out they're they're trying to get in ahead of the crypto curve like everybody else and they don't want to get left out and they realize money is changing and they've got to find a way to put some some things in place where they can hold people's Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because that's how they're going to make the lion's share of their money, which is how they make the lion's share of their money right now. Holding your money. They don't actually have money. I mean, they do. They have lots of money, but they're holding our money and they're making more money with our money. So uh, other people's money, OPP. <laughs> OPM, I don't know, other people's <laughs> money, OPM, they down with OPM. So anyway, um, so the representatives of the industry are very interested in crypto assets as a hedging tool, but they are worried about the unpredictability of the regulatory framework. Again, things are being built around cryptocurrency right now. The vast majority of businesses fold want to incorporate cryptocurrency trading into their offerings. The percentage of banks and corporations willing to invest in cryptocurrency is roughly equal to around 42% and 41% respectively. That's pretty huge because yeah. that's almost half at this point. Um, respondents to the survey add that the safety of cryptocurrency assets is a crucial reason for their, uh, is a crucial reason for their, a reason for wanting to get involved because it's a widespread use in the financial sector and they see what the future is going to do as a result most people say they don't invest in cryptocurrency because of the high risk associated with fraud but there's so much fraud yeah and everything else how many times has dollars have been used <laughs> to commit a crime i mean every movie you look at a million dollars for the bank right i mean come on yes ransom they're yeah. dropping all suitcases full of money uh some with would die on it and some without die or if you look at uh mr trump I yeah like to say mr. Trump. <laughs> yeah. mr trump has been getting some dollars y'all <laughs> under the table under everything. the table on top of the table everything around the table uh we're not supposed to be talking yeah. about politics right now but <laughs> um but also the significant societal impact 36 percent 
um, say that it's going to be strengthening the ties of the economy. 34% um, oh, societal impact is 36%. Strengthening economy ties is 34%. Conditions for business prosperity, 28%. Um, and they are highlighting the uh, representatives of these financial institutions who participated in the survey. And a lot of people wanted to remain anonymous, believe mm, it or not. Interesting. So we're trying to figure out what the actual framework is going to be for the stable coins that are issued by the federal government, our federal government, everyone's federal government, uh, with these new CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. So stay tuned. Uh, more ahead on Ahead of the Crypto Curve when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right, and here we are moving forward. So we've got so much stuff to talk about. We were laughing because we didn't get through half of the material today because there's so much good news and so many things happening in the space that you need to know about. But we do have events coming up. So if you are in Fort Lauderdale or Miami, Florida this Thursday, on the 25th, we will be having a meetup. So you can go to meetup.com forward slash crypto plug like you plug something in the wall and you can go to that meetup. They're going to be talking about wallets and all kinds of things like that at that meetup in Fort Lauderdale. It's part of the DFR meetup series. And so we're excited about that. And then also um, we want to make sure that you are signing up for the DFR experience, which is in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be October 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Uh, do that. And then also we have the Black Blockchain Summit in Washington, D.C. at Howard University, in which I will be assisting with, but also speaking as well and dealing. And I'll be there that entire week dealing with the Black Caucus uh, on cryptocurrency and also uh, meeting with some of the city leaders there in D.C. to talk to them about cryptocurrency. It's all about planting seeds, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we have to do in order to make mass adoption happen. So that being said, we want to do our daily dollar cost average. You know, I say a DCA a day keeps poverty away. So you're going to take out your cell phone, which I don't have mine in hand uh, because I am recording but i will do it as soon as i get off the air and i got to remember the time because i got to make sure i have the right amount of satoshis so ladies and gentlemen i am going to be purchasing six dollars worth of satoshi so you're going to click on the purple circle on the black wall street wallet and you're going to click continue or buy asset and then you're going to click bitcoin and you're going to do six dollars one time because you're dollar cost averaging with me every day again i'll do mine as soon as i get off the radio uh and we're going to go ahead and 
pick the designated wallet because there's lots of wallets inside of there. Remember, you can name them whatever you want to name them inside of the wallet. Uh, and then you can go ahead and hit continue and it will go into that wallet. Six dollars worth of Satoshi. Satoshi's being the smallest increment of a Bitcoin. As you all know, just like there is smallest increment of a dollar, which happens to be a penny. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when um when you do that, you are stacking your your Satoshis, your dollar cost, averaging your way to wealth uh, because Bitcoin is not the price it's going to be in the next five to 10 years. I promise you. I promise you. Yeah. With these regulations coming in, you know, the price is going to go up. I mean, yes, that's just my opinion. But yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm, and the halving is coming up, too. We got mm -hmm. another two years. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, please don't touch that dial. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley show. You are listening to Naja and Enrique. Hey, hey. And we are here on Black and Brown Monday. Monday in KBLA studio, helping you all understand how to get ahead of the crypto curve. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve, KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. I'm Doug.